Tunolo Time, episode 14. My name is Obed Valles, I'm one of your hosts, and with me, as always, the most interesting man in the world, Joel Young. What's good, guys? Good to be back with you here on the Nolo Time Podcast, episode 14. Let's keep it going. Yeah. So, Joel, what's up, man? How you doing? Uh, I know that we, we're a little bit late this week. Uh, no, nothing to be afraid of, guys. Uh, it's just... It's just life events, but <laughs> um, just a, a little bit late here. But uh, but of course, we wanted to go ahead and and, and record this episode for you guys. Um, uh, but yeah, Joe, what, what you been up to? What's going on? Yeah, well, you know, uh, outside of just you know going through like both of us, like we just mentioned there with life and things getting into the way of things. But you know, just scan through stuff so we can finally get in here and record. So glad to be back on. Um, but. You know, I've been spending a lot of time getting hyped for Marvel's Defenders. Many of you know that that's coming out very, very soon. Um, so as, you know, my preparation for it, it's it's really just been consisting of reading as much as I can about the source material, understanding it better, uh, understanding more of the history of these characters, watching a lot of videos. Shout out to Emergency Awesome and a great YouTube channel. Uh, but I, my name is Charlie. He does a lot of great breakdown videos where he speculates, gives opinions, but also talks a lot about the history of these characters. So I've been spending a lot of time uh, researching stuff just because the Defenders is some is a name, a group that I'm familiar with. I'm familiar with each of the characters from what I've seen, you know, already from Netflix. But I was I'm not as deep into the lore of the history of the Defenders and honesty. Um, you know, I, I want to know more about them before I go into watching this. As I'm sure there's going to be a lot of fun Easter eggs being put in there, as Marvel always does. And, uh, you know, understanding also their villain. I know that for this one, it appears as if it's just going to be the hand, and Sigourney Weaver is going to be a major uh, villain, you know, leading the hand. But I, I would love to see some version of uh, the Offenders, who's one of the larger groups that fights against the defenders maybe sometime in the future i'm sure the defenders will be a great success i have no doubt of that uh but it would be great to see uh, as it does succeed that they kind of up the the scale of who they're fighting against and maybe bring in people from the offenders i know one of the one of the characters from the offenders that's already been introduced into the marvel cinematic universe is the collector um i Doubt they would put someone like that in a very grounded, you know, Netflix series <laughs> that's separated itself in its own way from the cinematic universe, even though it's still connected. Um, but you know, you just never know. And I'm shooting for the, uh, I'm hoping for the best, hoping for big things for the future of the Defenders. I'm, I'm excited with all the things that I'm reading, and uh, I once we once it comes out, you can be sure I'll be binge watching it, and we'll have some reactions here on the show. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure they'll have a surprise with the villain. Um, I mean, putting all these heroes together and not having high stakes, it, it's a lost opportunity. So, I I definitely think that there's going to be a, a larger, larger stakes and and a, and a more powerful villain at the end of the day. So they that they probably just don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I'd rather yeah. it be that way. I think it's just more fun that way. So I'm excited. Absolutely, absolutely. Cool, man. Yeah, I know that um, ABC has really been pumping money into the Inhumans. Uh, they they are running constant a advertising during primetime for <laughs> for Inhumans. So we'll see how that comes out. It looks again. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not familiar with Inhumans. Uh, I'm not. 
like what what I've seen doesn't really intrigue me that much, but I know I know that you'll watch it, so I'll get a review from you. Yeah, I'll de- I'll definitely be checking it out, but it is one of the one of the Marvel projects that I am very um, cautious about. I think that I've I've noted that before on the show, but it's one of those ones I'm 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 rooting for it to do well as any Marvel product or even DC, but I have to be subjective at the end of the day, and if it's not that good, you know, I'll, I'll be honest about that. So home for the best, but not preparing for anything big. Of course. What you been yeah. up to, the Obed man? Oh, not much, man. Uh, I've been I've been extremely busy with you know life and work. Um, I really didn't have a lot of time over the weekend for myself. Uh, what little what little time I had, I spent playing near. So I kept I kept hacking at, at that. I put um, I want to say about six more hours into it. Nice. Um, in and I'm still on my first playthrough, so I'm not even scratching the surface on the story um but it's it's phenomenal it's a phenomenal game it has some really deep thematic elements and the gameplay is good like i mentioned when i when i talked about it initially it's not graphically it's not super impressive it's just it looks like a like an upscaled ps3 game or a ps3 game that's able to hit 60 frames a second um so it, it doesn't graphically it's not like super is not horizon but um the gameplay and the story are so good that i was really really engaged and um i was so engaged that i played for three about three hours like like on one sitting and then i realized that like holy crap i've been here for three hours already and i just want to keep doing like little things like doing a the little side quest and it's just that even doing side quests you meet this little you know characters i don't really want to go into many much detail um but you go and meet this this characters that are so both entertaining and and interesting and i'm not a super big fan of side quests or fetch quests on on games but just the, the characters and and the characterizations that this game brings um to me it's just just makes me going back to those little side quests uh but it's a lot of fun uh it's deep game um really deep mechanics uh rpg mechanics on it are are phenomenal um i'm still having separation anxiety from persona (laughs) (laughs) we'll see how that comes out but i'm I'm still not ready to go back and, and hit it i'm i'm still contemplating going back into street fighter but i think i want to i want to wait until they announce uh, what the the full DLC roster for season two is. So once once that comes out, I'll probably I'll probably hit back, uh, get back on on the Street Fighter horse. Uh, other than that, man, today uh, I got to spend some time at the um, at the uh, Call of Duty World Champion Championships at the Amway Center uh, here in Orlando, uh, and and that was really cool, man. Uh, it was uh the morning was pretty packed uh, as the day went by uh, you see less people but people still coming in uh it was pretty busy of course it's a friday so uh, you know people are still at work and a lot of people haven't come in yet but uh it was man just a full day of call of duty and it was very interesting i'm not a gigantic call of duty fan um i i like my fps's i think they're they're great games but 
Uh, I, I really fell off of Call of Duty uh, quite a while ago, and um, but this was refreshing. It was it was very interesting. Uh, they had some PSVR stations. Um, they had some. Uh, they had the uh, Call of Duty World War Two. Uh, they had about 20 stations with that, uh, and and a lot of cool stuff. You know, it was Cuff Gaming was was there, so they they were showing you know the the Scuff controllers that they sell for a million dollars, and <laughs> and those those really cool racing gaming chairs that are like 600 bucks. Those were really nice. Uh, I like those chairs. Oh um, yeah, yeah, and and the Cuff controllers. I mean, other than paint, like. Again, I'm not a I'm not a pro gamer. I'm not a pro gamer. I'm not I'm not into uh, this you know high tension springs on actual pads or, or or you know clicky buttons. I mean, if you talk about if you want to talk about arcade sticks, then we can probably talk about arcade sticks a few hours. But but when it comes to pads, uh, I'm not you know just a standard PS4 pad or or even the Xbox One controller. Um, to me, it, it's just it's enough to have a great experience. Uh, but it was it was cool, man. A lot of fun. It was packed. Um, quite a few people in the building. Uh, I'm assuming that the weekend's gonna be a lot busier. Um, but it, this was like my first time being at a at a major gaming event, and it was great. I had a lot of fun. That's great. It's great. I love to see how passionate people are about um, you know Call of Duty and any any video game in general. So just be able to have an event dedicated just to a singular game um you know and seeing people come out I'm, i know you had mentioned to me before tons and tons of sweaty nerds uh, oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um they they did have uh joel was very very impressive um they did have uh, that that setup they had um uh, you know the the stage setup they had uh, that thing that was multi-million dollar, man. That was really nice. Wow. That was a legit setup, yeah. Yeah, I just I just love to see how it's you know, brings together a group of people who love one thing and they can all celebrate that one thing. Like it's not just a, a gaming event, but it's specifically a Call of Duty event. It's kind of like how, you know, like Star Wars Celebration, right? Like it, it's it's a it's a con of its own kind, right? But it's not general where it's all these different things coming together. It's we're all sharing a love of just Star Wars, right? So in this situation, you're you're looking at people who are gamers, but they're all sharing the love of Call of Duty. And I was listening on the news as they were interviewing um, one one pro gamer. Uh, I forget his name now, um, but he was you know saying how you know for him he, he walks around, goes shopping, you know, goes about his life, and you know most people don't recognize him but he's like when i'm here at this this large event he's got people stopping him and sign autographs and they're all excited and i just love to see that that appreciation um for for the brand yeah yeah absolutely and everyone was well behaved so it was it was a great experience absolutely absolutely man yeah so you want to go ahead and, and move right along to to some news that for this week not not too much stuff going on, but I know that something huge was it's going on at Netflix. Uh, some some are some are rumors. Some did happen, but let's go ahead and talk about that, Joel. Yeah, I'll I'll kick it off with the first part, of Netflix, and I know you'll go and see some other stuff. But um, one of the first thing that had come out was this week Disney. They had uh, some of their you know business meetings explaining the how much financial you know how well they did financially um you know 
different uh, you know numbers as it relates to their business and they also made it an opportunity to make some announcements specifically in the realm of Netflix and they made it clear but by 2019 they are going to be ending their contract with Netflix and they're going to be basically removing all their Disney uh, films um, or you know television shows from Netflix so that instantly caused a lot of people to go you know crazy because Disney now saying that they're gonna have their own subscription service you know this is the one thing that you know there was a time when we all would get excited we'd say well subscription is the future of everything and I still believe it is streaming streaming services is the future I believe that um, but what becomes a problem is that you've got a streaming service for everything and little by little adds up to the same amount of cost you could have for cable to some degree uh, exactly. So you're paying ten dollars here, ten dollars here, ten dollars here for every other service. It, it's going to add up over time. But separate from that, um, you know, the now there's been some reports uh, as of I believe it was today that was coming out about um, Marvel and Star Wars are actually their films, Lucasfilm and the Marvel Studios films. They're still trying to cut a deal Netflix with Disney to have those films remain and the future films that come out. To be on Netflix, I think it's just because those are. Um, high, I can only imagine what the numbers are, you know, for those kinds of, you know, those movies that are on Netflix. It's got to be very yeah. well because those are popular films. Um, high critic critics love them, and the general audience loves them. So I could see why they they would want those to stay out of all the Disney things, uh, and then. Um, you know, also you think about like we just were talking about the Defenders or you know these other shows that Netflix is generating with Marvel. Apparently, that deal's still staying in place uh, for the mm-hmm. for the remaining future. But you know, there's if this if Disney doesn't strike a deal to keep um, Marvel and Star Wars films on Netflix as well, and those things pull out, I, I think if Disney starts their own thing in 2019, don't be surprised that in the very quick future they start saying well we're pulling this thing here and we're gonna show it on another platform they hold all the cards uh, i never uh, doubt that disney can can do something if they want if they really want to do it they can make it happen um so that's just some of the the first stuff on netflix there and i don't know what your thoughts are on that obed yeah i, I mean i would assume that the, the numbers uh, on on the disney properties on netflix are pretty high so Disney going and making their own service, and if they include all their content, like a Disney Channel content, uh, movies and TV movies, and then Marvel and Star Wars, uh, then that's a huge deal. You know, if 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 they if they have the ability to pull it together and and have a quality service, because you can have a streaming service, but you know, is it going to be quality? What's the video quality? What's the audio quality? Um, you know, Netflix already has that infrastructure in place. Um, so Disney coming out and saying, I was like, yo, we're building our own thing. It could, it could pay off for Disney or, you know, it could backfire. You know, you, this is one of those things that they need to try it, see how it goes. If I were Disney, I would have tried with a sample. I was like, Hey, this is our Disney streaming service or whatever they want to call it have some content from Disney Channel and have some content from Marvel and test it out and see how it goes. And if people want more, just give them more and then pull out on Netflix. But just saying it's like, yeah, we're pulling out and we're doing our own thing. It's like, the you know, the little kid that gets upset with his friends is like, you know, I'm taking my bowl and going home. <laughs> and to me, that's not, that's not 
there's not a, a, a good bis- business practice uh, when it comes to you know the, this type of thing. So again, it could backfire on 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 Disney's face. Um, yeah, the uh, the the Netflix Marvel series and Netflix has some li- li- has licensing to that because they're using basically the Netflix production company or the Netflix studios to pr- to produce those. Um, so Disney will uh, uh, Netflix. I'm sorry, will will at least have a hold of that. Um, but I don't know. I feel conflicted. Like you said, and it's like having to pay for different services just to get the content I want. I'm not a big fan. I mean, that's the, the, the Netflix. Netflix is the only uh, service that I'm subscribed to because everything's in there. You know, you have everything. You have family movies. You have action movies. You have anime. You have all this stuff. Uh, so it's like a one-stop shop. Um, so to to pull out you know a, ja- a big part of what make Netflix Netflix and 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 then charging me for separate for it, I don't think that's a good idea. Uh, at the end of the day, it comes to pricing though. I mean, if it's if it's priced correctly, and like I said, if if the uh, video and sound quality is good, maybe I'll maybe I'll do it. I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see, I guess. It is a very much wait and see. Um, the only thing I do want to add in there, too, that's important to know about Disney is that Disney also owns ESPN. And ESPN, they're moving to the first ESPN subscription-based um, online streaming service as well starting next year. So that's a very big deal, too, just because I would argue that the only reason why cable is still alive and at its strongest state is because of sports. If yeah. you, you know, people, you, you can have all your movies and all this stuff online or buy them, whatever, um, but you can't watch sports legally, at least, uh, you know, streaming online. So, you know, if you now start to have this streaming service where ESPN is going to do that, and then you maybe after that happens, maybe Fox Sports starts doing that, and maybe you start having some other um, sporting uh, companies begin to start streaming, you're going to see a pattern begin then where cable does start to go down. So I think Disney is throwing their first blow with that streaming service, the ESPN streaming service, it's going to begin next year, uh, and then move into the Disney space. And if they put those both somehow merged together, like, hey, you get ESPN, you know, sporting stuff, and you get our movies and, and our TV shows from Disney Channel, that could be huge. Um, you know, but but I, I'm still not crazy about this just because of, not just because I love Netflix, but because of the simplicity of it. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's the one-stop shop. You got everything in one place. Yeah. yeah. And and I guess that's a perk that they had for being the first, you know. So It's, it's true. Yeah, but once they had a competition, you know, once Hulu came on board, and not not that big, you know, Hulu, they they targeted a different, you know, audience or different, different content, but once Amazon uh, Prime came in and and, uh, and and really started you know competing for the for the space then yeah. that's when that's when uh, you know things got hairy for Netflix and also uh, you know Netflix I guess financially are not doing that well you know that report came out that you know they were they had massive massive debt and um, I'm hoping it doesn't go away man I really I really enjoy the service 
Um, they just need to get their stuff together, you know, and uh, keep putting out good content, man. They their their original content is phenomenal. So as long as they could they keep putting good content, they're not gonna go away. I agree. And speaking of content, you want to tell them about another deal that happened between Netflix and a and a famous content creator? Yeah. So uh, uh, Netflix is acquiring Miller World. Um, uh, of course, Miller, Miller World being um, uh, the uh, the the brainchild. It's a comic book uh, housing uh, company um, that was founded by Mark Miller, uh, of course, a renowned. Uh, um, comic book writer you know you like uh, kick-ass and uh he i believe did some dc work as well right joel if he, I'm not he wrong. did yes yeah so um yeah i mean i guess netflix can start uh, a separate you know cinematic universe and um it, now that they have access to these properties uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that they'll they'll be adapting uh, some of these properties soon Absolutely, uh, and you look at what Netflix has done with people, things like Sense8, where they have you know a decent budget, and they have people with people have said that they have good graphics and visual effects, you know, for that that kind of a show. I doesn't, I don't doubt Netflix and their capability to have a superhero based shows. Obviously, not just because of even what they've done with the Defenders, but that's more grounded stuff. But Mark Miller's stuff does have some, some, you know, some supernatural deeper elements that they could go into. Now that they own it, and, you know, that there's no limits. Uh, I'm not too crazy about Mark Miller's um, complex stuff. Not that I hate it or anything like that. It just never tickled my fancy, uh, you know, that much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think this is cool from the sense of independent comic book creators, not the big guys like Marvel and DC, um, but having these independent guys having their stuff adapted to and, and a new audience being introduced to it. There's a lot mm-hmm. of really good independent comic books that come out uh, that don't get a lot of recognition in, in the modern age uh, just because people don't read these things as much or aren't as familiar because they're not considered mainstream. So I'm very happy with this opportunity. Netflix is the place to do something more independent and put give it a platform that many many people can see um so i'm, I'm happy about what what they're doing there yeah yeah absolutely and they have another another pool of content that they can pull from um so again that's all that's very very beneficial to whatever the future of netflix would be so yeah i it's interesting i mean we'll, we'll see how how i don't know if now that Netflix owns this, I don't know if they did it as a preemptive uh, move as like, hey, Marvel may take away their properties. Let's go ahead and invest in, in comic book properties just to have a pool. So, I mean, we don't know the uh, inside and out of this deal, but um, but you would assume that 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 they, they probably bought it because they wanted to have a pool of properties that they can pull from to produce more content. Absolutely, and I, you know, I didn't look at it that way, but it makes a lot of sense now when you say that it could very well be a. We, if we lose Marvel, we still got something as a backup now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and 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 again, uh, this is more. Uh, this is more of a like, like you said, indie comics. You know, some of these properties are, are obscure, and 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 some of the thematic elements on it are, are pretty dark. Like you know, again, Kick Ass and Kingsman, um, but. You know, it it appeals. I mean, it has his audience, so definitely, definitely. So the next uh, bit of information I wanted to segue into is a quick one. 
it's that you know last week we talked about what happened um, with Domino being revealed for Deadpool 2. Now another major mute has been revealed for Do- uh, for Deadpool 2, and that would be the character known as Cable. Yep. Uh, Cable's been revealed. They have two different images that, that came out that I saw of him. Uh, you know, one with him, you know, is his cybernetic arm and his eyes glowing, and he's got a you know big gun he's holding on his shoulder, and it's a great look at him there. And then another one close up where he's he's putting his finger up, you know, like like he's shushing, you know, you or something, which is funny because it's something you could see Deadpool doing totally. You know, they, that was I think one of the first posters was Deadpool with his finger up to his mouth, you know, like that. Uh, but, but, uh, you know, it's a definitely looks like it matches the tone, but man, wow. You know, he really looks like cable. It's amazing. It looks really good. Yeah. I got, I gotta say again, um, whoever at Fox is not intervening with Deadpool, uh, just stay away because they, these guys are doing a great job. This this is amazing because the the sticking thing with Domino like it, it was it was a little bit updated it was a little bit changed and, and I was okay with that but this like the way he looks the way Deadpool looks they look exactly pulled out of a page yeah yeah a- and and uh, you know th- there was a, a phone call made directly to Rob Liefeld um, from I believe it's Heat Vision they they called him up right away uh, when this was you know released. And immediately his his response was to quote him, "This is great. No one is having a better day, better day than me. Let me assure you. Uh, you know that's totally lifeful, and that's so cool to see that comic book creator himself being really excited about what he sees uh, for this character. You know his his creation, something he created in 1990, and now he's seeing it on the big screen. And it's not just on the big screen; it looks actually really good. Like he it, it really looks-, looks just like him." Yeah, it definitely looks great. And uh, again, Josh Brolin being th- both Thon- Thanos and uh, Cable, so he's pulling uh, uh, um, uh, an Ian McKellen, and he's being Gandalf and Magneto, and you know, kind of <laughs> kind of thing. You know, it, it's. <laughs> uh, but he looks great. You know, Brolin is a great actor. Uh, I've been, you know, a fan of Brolin since the Goonies. So it's it's you know it's great. And and if you know this picture just gets you really thinking right away now about X Force, like if this is the future of the X Men and they go in towards the X Force size, like mm-hmm. side. I mean, obviously we haven't seen his acting; we're just going off of a picture. And I don't doubt Brolin because he's a very good actor, so I'm not saying that in any in the slightest way. But assuming the portrayal of Cable itself is what what it looks like, I, I think X Force, uh, the new you know X Men group, I think that that's going to be in good hands. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jill, a couple of video game news. Um, not much going on this week. It's been a, it, it's it's the summer slump. Um, there's the calm before the storm. Uh, although shout out one one great game came out for PS4 and PC. Uh, Hellblade: Senua's Sacrifice is getting great reviews, and everyone's raving about it. So, um, shout out to that game because it looks phenomenal. Um, I I really wanna have the opportunity to to play it and it's this game's developed by ninja theory the guys that this the uh, did the dmc the devil may cry reboot uh, and they also did heavenly sword for ps3 um but this is like a very different departure and um the the things i'm hearing about this game have have me really intrigued um so i might i might 
I might check it out. Uh, but other than that, um, just real quick, um, the uh, Xbox One is getting a revised UI, uh, a more customizable and open UI. Um, and uh, I think it's being rolled out in phases, so not everyone has the uh, this new UI. And um, it looks it looks nice. This is what the third UI for the Xbox One. A lot of changes for them. Man, they're like like Windows updates. It's like every week there's something new, and they change the menus, <laughs> and then you can't find crap. And and especially me that work in tech, it's like, oh, there's a Windows update. Okay, great, Windows update. And then you go looking for something. I was like, where is this thing? Oh yeah, that last Windows update you did changed it completely so it's not there anymore so and it just it, it's getting really hard to keep track of what microsoft's been doing with windows 10 um and um and now it looks like with the xbox one man it's uh is, is there their third ui in you know three and a half years and uh it, this one looks nice i mean it looks good uh, the first one was really clunky uh the second one fixed a lot of things but um, there were still some issues happening, but and this one looks like it's probably going to be the one that they'll keep until, you know, uh, whatever their next project is. That's a good point. Um, I watched the video by Major Nelson where he gave the first look, uh, you know, at, at this new UI. And I, you know, the, the two things that I took away from it was, you know, the whole featured games list does that not remind you of the way the playstation ui is where it's like the most yeah. recently played is at the front and everything else is kind of lined up uh, uh horizontally uh yeah you as know. you keep play as you keep playing things get bumped out again get bumped off of the of the main screen and then you have to go into your library to look for it if it's gone yeah yep yep it reminded me a lot of uh, playstation in that way uh, and then the the thing that <laughs> was the most, and this, they're not the only ones that do this, but I think one of the things that was pretty funny to me is the suggested stuff that they have right above. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know about you, Obed. When they have things like suggested friend, and it's purely based off of, you know, according to Major Nelson in the video, it's based off of, well, you played this game, and this person also plays this game a lot, so you should be friends. I don't know about you, but I don't make friends randomly with people on PlayStation or Xbox or anywhere. Uh, yeah. I don't I don't understand that feature. I don't just become friends with someone just because they play a game that I play too online. Um, I you know, I don't think that's, a, I don't know if maybe that that's feedback that was heavily, you know, critical and maybe I'm, I'm just an odd man out in the situation, but it doesn't make a lot of sense to me when you really think about it to take yeah. up an extra space just for suggested friends. Um, it's kind of creepy too, I think, but you know, it's, <laughs> <laughs> but I do think it reminds me a lot of the windows layout. Um, you know, it does remind me a lot of the way you're, mm -hmm. pin, the way you pin the items and personalize, very much more personalized appearance, so I do like that. And yeah. uh, th I mean that, that's yeah. The yeah, they're they're going for a more more Windows style of uh, of UI. Um, and I know that PS4 also has like suggested friends, um, but it's based on friends of friends. Like if you have a friend, say for example, I have you on PSN, and and you have a friend that's playing Persona, it'll say, hey, Joel has this friend that's also playing this game. You maybe, you know, you're a good match to be friends, um, but not as like, hey, this guy here also likes this game. You should be friends. 
not like that. Um, but I know that PlayStation may may have a different algorithm, but they do have a, a similar form function. Yeah, um, they they do though, but it's more of like a notification than it is an actual like you know bar on the the UI. Yeah, it's like, not a it's not a bar. You have to actually, I, I believe, go into your friends list, and you and if you highlight a friend or if you open that friend's uh, info box, then I believe it it gives you that info. Right, it's, it's not, not just coming I, up I, right I, away. Yeah, I, again, I don't have many many friends on PSN. I, I, you know, I, I, I try to keep it, you know, close and people that I know. I, I just don't really accept a lot of random people. Uh, it was, I mean, I, I do, but it's been it's been very very limited. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, so I made uh, the cut, Obed. I made the I'm cut. Sorry, I made the cut, man. I'm your friend. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Come on, man. I've been doing this for a while now. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, Joel, the, the other uh, two things, real quick, and then we can move on into uh, some other uh, movie and comic book news. Um, uh, the Horizon Zero Dawn uh, expansion, um, and it's, uh, it's uh, the name escape escape my mind. So. Um, but the expansion for Horizon Zero Dawn, um, I believe it's called the the Frozen, is the Frozen North, um, or or the Frozen Wild. Um, it's um it's coming out the same day as the uh, Xbox uh, One X uh, One X. Yeah, the Frozen Wilds. Uh, <laughs> I had to look <laughs> it up because I totally forgot the name of it. Um, uh, but it's coming out the same day as the uh, Xbox One X, uh, and uh, that's on uh, November fifth. So that's uh, Sony trying to steal a little bit of Microsoft Thunder there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it looks it looks good. It looks interesting. I might check it out. Uh, I I really really enjoyed Horizon a lot. Um, so if if it's if it's more story, I'm game. Um, I might I may definitely check it this out. Uh, and uh, and real quick, Joel, um, uh, NBA 2K released uh, the uh, their graphics update. Uh, compared from, from compared from 2017, and uh, and this is really impressive. Uh, they really really worked on textures uh, and player accuracy, and it's really really impressive. It's a vast uh, to, difference. It's it is it's it's night and day. Um, so they they definitely stepped up the game. Uh, it looks like they uh, they feel like they may get some competition from uh, EA this year, so they they stepped it up. Yeah, yeah, no, it looks it looks really different. I think the rating system doesn't even have as many. Like, there's always gonna be people who are upset, but I feel like in like last year and years past, like I've seen people really, really debate. This year, I think they're much closer to whatever algorithms they're using to rate players. The the actual like capturing these players and how they look and their movements, it just looks like it's evolved almost two years of a jump. Like the way when you put side by side yeah. together, it's it's vast. Yeah, it's not it's not a generational leap, but it's it looks it looks like it's a couple of years ahead. Yeah, 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 for sure. You you definitely got that one right. Yeah, uh, but really impressive, man. Um, the, they two K has a video, uh, going over some of the changes and uh, and and what the uh, the upgrades are, uh, and it's very very impressive. So uh, I highly recommend that you guys check it out. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so jumping into the the next th- fun topic here, Star Wars. You guys know we're big Star Wars fans. 
already brought it up in the show earlier when I was comparing Call of Duty to Star Wars Celebration. Um, but uh, so so Entertainment Weekly, they released uh, some more Star Wars photos. They released a bunch of them this week. And there's so much that can be said. There's a lot that can be talked about. Um, but there's there's just a couple of ones at least to try and hit on. Um, the first one I really want to talk about was the, if I'm pronouncing it right, the Praetorian Guard. That really, that was pretty amazing to see what, what they're doing there. Um, basically, when you look it up and you see it, um, these are supposed to be the, the watchmen or guards for Snoke, the Supreme Leader uh, from The Force Awakens. So they basically modeled these guys after the same way the Emperor's ceremonial watchmen were. Um, you know yeah, those the, guys wearing those big the red, red, the red troopers. Yeah. Yep, red troopers, and their their faces shrouded in very um, cloth style. You know, appearance with these big staffs. Um, and they there's a lot of you know mythology and canon behind those characters that they were force sensitive and all this kinds of cool stuff there. But these new guards, um, they. So according to the director, he wanted them to be more like samurai bodyguards. Like he didn't want them to look like just guys who were just just guards wearing different costumes. Like he wanted to be like you can't get past these guys. Or if you try like try to get past them, like it's going to be an intense fight. Um so they they made them they did make them look more like samurai when you look at their their costume. Yeah. Um like- and, and I mean, I'm I'm all for it. It's again, this is this guy looks like he's really taking stuff that doesn't look like your typical Star Wars stuff, but he's really expanding the mythology of Star Wars in this movie. Like it, it's not going to be you usually see these characters. Yeah, they look they look really interesting because they do they do look very different. Um, and yeah, the uh, the elite guard has been uh, has been explored in the expanded universe. And uh, and touched on you know in some of the canon, um, but it but it was one of the most it, it was two because there's only you know two in Return of the Jedi, uh, but there were two of the more uh, enigmatic and interesting characters because they were just standing there guarding the guarding Palpatine, um, but they don't do anything. So a lot of people were really intrigued about those characters, and it's great to see. And hopefully, we can get an explanation on uh, where the elite guard and 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 this guy's come from. So that would be interesting. Man, I'm really liking that 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 little bunny creature that's hanging out with Chewbacca. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's so cute. Was it like a, a <laughs> what? How they pronounce the name? It's um, Porgs. 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 Yeah, Porgs are calling them. It's like a specific type of little Jedi Temple, cute, like, Wookiee-style, like, mini Wookiee kind of creatures. They're supposed to be uh, all yeah. around the, the remains of the Jedi Temple, apparently. Um, so Yeah, they, that, that one's really cute. So the rumors, <laughs> the rumors are that, like, all the characters that are on this, um, the, the, the remains of the Jedi Temple that Luke's been hiding at, that... The people that are there have become force sensitive and treat the force as a religion, like the Jedi do. So uh, it's very, it seems like it's a place of very much peace, but also like empowerment for those of, that are are trying to find the force. So someone like Ray being at this place, like um, 
the these these other characters that are considered like um, the religious alien like nuns kind of like looking creatures. I don't know if you saw them on there too. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I mean, I, it seems like Ray's not going to just be learning from Luke about the Force, but she's going to be learning from these other aliens all around because they have a different perspective of the Force being stuck on this island for a long time and seeing it change over time. So. I mean, there's. I've seen a lot of different rumors of different of, of this one really large like, um, uh, like mountain creature that's supposed to be. You know, obviously that wasn't the pictures here, but some rumors of different characters that could be. I'm excited to see the Force become something bigger than just the Jedi. I think that's where they're going with all this. I don't think there's gonna. I think that's why it's called the Last Jedi. I don't think there's gonna really be Jedi anymore. I think it's just gonna be more Force wielders. Um, so. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> for sure. Definitely. Yep. And uh Dill, there's some other news about uh about Superman Wonder Woman's future son. Yeah. What's up with that? Yeah, oh my goodness. So without getting too much into spoilers, I wanna kinda give you a gist here so that way you're encouraged to really read this and go out to your comic book shop and pick this up or get a a, a comic subscription uh, you know, from D C but um, anyways, uh, so so uh, what's really cool with Justice League, uh, Justice League twenty six, they released uh, you know uh, this latest issue of Justice League, and they came out swinging, showing the future, uh, an alternate world where Wonder Woman and Superman have a kid, uh, and specifically their their kid is is a son. I believe um, I'm trying to remember the name now. What what they refer to him as? I keep wanting to say Hercules, but that's not it. Um, but anyway, so, so they have this kid, and he it's really cool because he looks like the build of Superman, but yet he has a costume kind of like Wonder Woman. Like when I say Wonder Woman, like the colors and like the the design of like you know that that metallic kind of look. Um, you know, around the like the Amazonian kind of metallic look, and then he has also uh, a truth lasso. Um, there's a lot of other characters that they actually have, um, you know, as well that they have kids. Green Lantern and Flash. It's is a female Green Lantern uh, and Flash that have a kid, and, and Cyborg has a kid. We don't know who the the, the, the other you know person is that helped him uh, you know have a kid, but um, yeah, a lot of really crazy stuff going on there you know everyone's trying to figure out now why is it that in this reality superman had a kid with with wonder woman and not lois lane because we always thought of lois lane and from the injustice comics you know that was a very large uh story point um you know the the child that he has with lois lane and um but it seems there's there's no talk of lois and it's just him and wonder woman so Man, I, I'm excited to continue reading this this issue and seeing what they do in Justice League 27. Yeah, it, it it's probably one of one of those weird alternate reality or alternate universe uh, or infinite universe kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, yeah, the uh, definitely the pictures looks the the uh, design looks really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the pictures yeah, are cool. The sign spot, yeah, the sign spot on. So, uh, so it looks great. Yeah, um, so I'm, you know, I'll definitely pick up the next issue, and I'll tell you guys, you know, if anything major comes out of that, but go out to your comic book shop, pick up Justice League 26, and, you know, see see all about Superman and Wonder Woman's son. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, interesting stuff, man. 
Uh, excellent, man. Uh, great show as always. Um, where can everyone find us, Joe? Absolutely. It's our pleasure to be with you guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of the No Load Time Podcast with myself and Obed Velez. Uh, please make sure to stay connected with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch. That's at No Load Time. At No Load Time. You can also send us an email with any questions, comments uh, to noloadtime at gmail.com as we'd love to hear from you. So again, that's noloadtime at gmail.com. Send us your feedback. We're always welcome to that. We also want to ask you guys to please go ahead and give us a follow uh, or subscribe to us, our podcast on Google Play or iTunes. Um, and also you can follow us on SoundCloud. Please make sure to share us with friends if you're really enjoying this, you know. Uh, let's get a little time out there and and as we're this community continues to grow because we're really thankful for you guys listening we're excited about the future and some more new uh, exciting stuff coming to the show so continue to stay with us guys yeah absolutely and as always i like to leave you with the song of the show and this is from sonic the hedgehog 2 chemical plant zone so we'll see you here uh next week see you guys